welcome to the podcast. This is Failing Forward, where we learn from some of our challenges and the things that didn't always work. And I'm here with Monica and Ronald. Can you please introduce yourselves for our audience today? Thank you, Emily. I am Monica Tavar, and I am the Program Quality and Resource Mobilization Manager in Care Ecuador. Thanks. Hello, Emily. My name is Ronald Pisco. I'm the Monitoring, Evaluation, Accountability, and Learning Coordinator in the team of care in Ecuador. Thank you. Great. Thank you for joining us. Can you tell us a little bit about the context today? We're talking about a cryptocurrency project. So can you tell us what cryptocurrency is and how you got started and, and why you started working like that? Thank you, Emily. Probably I can begin and I asked uh, Ronald to jump if he wants to complement something. And at the beginning, I will give you a, a very um, brief background of this process. Um, this project is funded by a Cello Foundation between August 2021 and May 2022. And the project was to address the vulnerabilities and support access to sexual and reproductive health services for migrants and refugees and, and vulnerable host communities. So the, the, the pilot used blockchains enable electronic vouchers to provide healthcare to uh, 250 participants of the humanitarian assistance program implemented by Care Ecuador Humanitarian Assistance Program. So with this process, we want to move of the deliver of um, traditional or manual um, health vouchers to electronic health voucher. It means that people can use this uh, digital money in order to make the purchase and with that also we um, we like uh, or, or we want to um, dynamize the local uh, economy and uh, also at the same time that we uh, provide this uh, this kind of a, this kind of important NCT um, humanitarian assistance yeah thank you Moni. and i think um, it was an important uh, process on one side um, because what we, we we were able to show what uh, we can do with uh, cryptocurrencies, as for example, um, all the process of the from the, the money that went from donor to recipients was made uh, using cryptocurrencies, and that allows us to be more efficient in uh, all the chain. Uh, to go directly to beneficiaries. So that's one side, but the other side, as also Monica told us, is that uh, participant beneficiaries of this pilot uh, were able to receive assistance according to their needs. It involved not only the recipients, but also local suppliers, which we took into account mainly small and medium uh, size businesses, so that allowed them to know a little bit more about electronic trans transactions, uh, both to suppliers and to uh, participants, and also enabled a set of advantages compared to other traditional mechanisms of assistance delivery using cash or voucher. So what were some of the core advantages? What about using cryptocurrency worked well? I think that we identify um, three different uh, lessons learned about using the cryptocurrency. 
The first one is that we have the chance to diversify the financing uh, financing sources because traditionally here Ecuador receive financing from international cooperation. So this pilot demonstrate that the payment of humanitarian service with cryptocurrencies could be e efficient and we can uh, diversify these, um, these financing sources. And also it is important to sensitize other donors to contribute to CARES mission in order to save lives in this context of, of humanitarian crisis. So I, we think that it is very important to diversify these, these financing sources. The other lesson learned that we have with this pilot is that we can move from traditional and centralized financial system to system with digital financial services. And this pilot has proven to effectively transform social protection programs into ones that promote economic empowerment by providing program participants with reusable tools to access digital financial services. And also from this project, we have the possibility to strengthen the access of technological services, not only to the participants of the humanitarian program, uh, but also to the providers that uh, were part of this of these pilots. And you know, these providers uh, are not from the largest enterprises in the country, but they are uh, small and medium enterprises. So we have the chance also to, to attend this gap and, in the digital uh, financial services also for them. And we have the chance to improve their capacities using, finance, uh, using this digital money. And uh, at the same time, we have the chance to dynamize the local, uh, uh, local economies because one of the several consequences of the economic crisis caused in part by COVID-19 has been the closure of small and medium-sized enterprises. So the articulation with local providers contribute to the revitalization of the local economy and access to quality services. And also we have to focus on right, on, on right approach and no discrimination for the population in human mobility from a provider side. So we have the chance to attend all these lessons learned. And for example, one important advantage that I so this uh, pilot was regarding safety, security on the transactions, because we are currently facing safety uh, issue. This risk was reduced because there was a secure way to conducting the transactions for the recipient, which is a vulnerable people. The risk really reduced and they managed to make the transactions and buy the and uh, that they needed while reducing uh, the risk of being uh, robbed. So in many ways, crypto was a solution to failures and challenges we've had in the past, security issues and, and um, administrative issues and the speed of getting things. But also, as you've described, there are a lot of challenges with crypto, not just about the technology, although as the, one of the first pilots doing this, I'm sure you learned a lot about the technology too, but also about things like non-discrimination that Monica talked about. So it's the technology plus, how do we make sure we're targeting the right people? So starting on that, what are some of the things that didn't go the way you planned? What are some of the challenges you had? Great, I think that one of them, the most important challenge was their relationship with providers because as it is an innovative experience in Ecuador, most of the providers were, uh, were a little bit afraid 
about how they can use the digital um, digital vouchers and also the digital money. So at the beginning, we have a very serious uh, challenges with them because uh, as I already tell you, we work with medium and small businesses. So people are not um, confident about this, um, this process. So we have to make a lot of awareness, awareness session about the importance to be part of this process. And at the end, uh, we capture the attention of 10 providers and, and all of them was involved in this process. At the end, we realized that all, all, the, all the providers that have more, uh, more uh, cells was the uh, pharmacies regarding the needs also of the um, human, uh, of the migrants and refugee needs. And the other problem with the relationship with providers is that the project was implemented in an intermediate theory where quality internet access is limited. So uh, at the beginning, we have some problems because usually the, the, the providers or the vendors uh, uh, used to spend five or 10 minutes in the, in the attention of different clients, but with people or with the participants of the care program, they spend around 15 or 20 minutes, but it is because of the quality of the internet in, in, in the city. So uh, I think that it is also uh, one of the things that we have to consider in this kind of pilot. The other one is the payment conversion because you know here in Ecuador, we don't have transactions with cryptocurrency because in our culture, the cryptocurrency is, that it's not, it's not some popular uh, payment, payment method. So this requires that before canceling an invoice to a supplier, the company that uh, accompany us in this process need to calculate the applicable taxes and after that, they have, they have to make the payment in dollars. So at the end, we receive the, 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 fund, the, the funding in cryptocurrency, but we need to convert at the moment that we have to pay to the providers into dollars currency because uh, our currency here in Ecuador is dollar. So uh, we need to convert that. And it was a challenge also for the um, administrative and financial team here in Care Ecuador. And it was a very new process also for, for, for vendors. Uh, I would like maybe to go on the side of the vendors, of the suppliers, where small businesses, um, we have to teach them how to install the app, for example, and to make the transaction. Another uh, challenge was that as they were also small businesses with limited, for example, inventory, especially pharmacies, when uh, uh, participants went to buy items that they didn't have was such like a thing for participants but because they, they couldn't find like the items uh, compared to big chains of pharmacies. But a good point was that these vendors started to, to increase their sales. They also started to increase their inventories and buy new things used by these uh, participants. And there was also the, the good relationship with them. So if they needed something that was not available at the moment, they offer uh, participants to, to have the product uh, on the next days. And they started to sell more, to buy different things, to realize the real needs of this specific uh, population. 
it's really exciting to hear a lot of those advantages for vendors, especially, and thinking about how this kind of transaction supports both the people who get the currency and the businesses they shop at. And, and over time, that reinforces the economy and the local market. One of the things I want to circle back to, Monica, you said earlier that you had to work on making sure that they were inclusive, making sure that that a lot of people could access these. What were some things you focused on to make that happen? We tried to um, sensitize about the possibility to uh, reduce these technology, technology gaps, uh, mainly with providers, but also with participants, because they, uh, they used to um, use the traditional vouchers. And at the beginning, they, are, they, they were a little bit afraid of how to use these, um, these cards in order to get the, the, the products or the services. So with the participants, uh, we have um, uh, we have a, an attention uh, one per one, and the technical team in the humanitarian program assistance has this uh, case management. It means that they have a um, a very strong conversation with the participants, uh, and they realize what are the needs uh, regarding the se sexual and reproductive health of participants, and they decide also which kind of assistance um, the participant needs, not only the digital voucher, but for example, legal support or psychosocial uh, orientation. Um, so regarding that, the technical team has the chance to uh, sensitize them, the importance of use these digital, digital cards and digital vouchers. And also they try to convince them that when they use this, this kind of voucher, they have to change to choose the services and product that they need. So I think it's very important because this dignify the, um, the elections of each participants. So when they realize about this opportunity, these concerns regarding the digital um, payment reduce, um, reduce a lot. It was um, a very great process because at the beginning we have a collective session with all of them. So they have the chance to meet um, each other and they have to, um, um, to share the concerns that they have. So in this first meeting, they have the chance to connect and they have the chance to uh, expose their concerns and between them they are trying to find also the solutions and after that we have um, um, individual sessions uh, in which we have the chance to explain them the use of the platform and the use of the of these uh, electronic uh, wallets and also all the problems that probably they they have to to face and the solutions uh, about this, this process. So at the end, we uh, combine them to be part of the process. And also another important thing is we give them the chance to uh, select the, uh, the payment because we ask them if they want to receive the payment in cryptocurrency or in dollars. And all of them say that they, uh, they want to receive the payment in dollars because I, uh, as I already mentioned, we don't have this cryptocurrency culture in the country. So you mentioned at the beginning, everyone said, if I have a choice between cryptocurrency and dollars, I would like dollars. Is that still true at the end of the pilot? Yes, at the end of the pilot, we have the chance to do that because all the vendors receive their payments in dollars. So I think that is a very good opportunity because even if we, if we receive the funding in cryptocurrency, we have the chance to pay in dollars. And um, it requires also 
a very uh, important process in the financial team. But uh, at the end, I think that is the, that is the way in which we can improve our programmatic agenda too, because uh, when, we, when we talk about the to diversify resources, I think this could be a very great opportunity to receive um, the, the donations in cryptocurrency, but with the chance of making the payment in the, in the national currency that a different countries can have. So knowing what you know now, what you've learned over the last several months, what would you do differently if you were starting all over again today? At the beginning, when we were planning, we discussed and uh, reached to the point that it was necessary to establish a relationship with 10 vendors. Uh, what I would do is to include or try to include uh, more uh, suppliers from the beginning, according to the um, participants' needs. Yes, I think that the other one is that probably uh, if we have the chance to make something different, I think that probably we can reduce the design of the of the pilot because you know in this process we have different um, different um, actors with different roles. So we were working with Emerging Impact, and Emerging Impact is a financial service technology company that builds these inclusive uh, fintech products. And also we work with Omoja. Omoja is a technology provider for, um, for these um, electronic wallets. So at the beginning, we have a lot of uh, challenges regarding the communication because our technical team speak Spanish and, the, and their technical team speak English. So, and also we have, we have to, um, to explain them how CARE operates in the humanitarian assistance and how CARE Ecuador operates in the, um, in the humanitarian assistance program. So it takes a lot of time to design the pilot. So probably if we have the chance to do it better is that at the beginning, we need to hire um, a simultaneous translation that knows also uh, these uh, technological terms. So budget for translation, but also get translators who are familiar with technology and, and sort of work out some of that vocabulary and focus on that really early to make some of it easier. What yes. else would you do differently? Um, I think that uh, regarding the participants, I think that we need to, or probably we have the chance to uh, give them more information. Even as I already mentioned, we have this case management and we explain them. They also face a lot of problems with the providers because as I already mentioned, uh, uh, to the providers, it takes a lot of time to deliver the services. So I think that uh, probably we can, we can have um, a technical team that accompany them uh, to, the, uh, to the providers or, or vendors to receive a very great uh, attention. We had the chance to make this with uh, some of the participants, but not with all of them. And I think that is not idea, but it is important that they have information about how they can receive the, the, the assistance um, with, uh, with a humanitarian approach. Uh, so sometimes because of these concerns of providers, it doesn't happen. So I think, uh, I think that we need to sensitize more to the providers regarding these approaches, these, these humanitarian and these human approaches. And, and I'd like to add one more point 
maybe related to finances and the payment process to vendors, because it was really good. It reduced the time in which the, uh, the suppliers received their payments, everything fine, everything good, but um, we also have some delays, more even at the beginning, because as Monica already mentioned before, uh, because of the tax structure here in the country, the tax requirements, the, the fees that uh, the local banks charges for receiving um, transactions from foreign countries, for example. And that was something that was not known at the beginning. Um, and that took some time to fix or find alternatives during the pilot, but uh, it's something that I would also analyze beforehand uh, since the beginning to take into account the uh, tax requirements, the fees that the banks may charge to participants while receiving uh, US dollar transactions from the, from the foreign countries. So these are two challenges you've mentioned that we see very frequently. One is understanding all of the fees and financial structures and, and taxes, anything else that might get included as you do this kind of transaction. And one you mentioned earlier is really understanding the digital environment people are in. How comfortable are they with apps? Do they have access to consistent internet at a high speed? What are some things that you could do differently or you could have done? in order to get a better understanding of that sooner to save yourself some time over time? What would you recommend for somebody who's gonna repeat a pilot like this? I think it's important to find the right type of uh, suppliers. One step that could be also helpful uh, for this thing of uh, digital literacy and uh, the issues with, with payment or learning about digital payments is having more uh, more sessions at the beginning to practice with the uh, real platform, with the real app, so they can familiarize. Yes, and also I think that we need to diversify also the providers because at the beginning we saw that uh, 10, 10 vendors uh, were enough for this process. And during the uh, pilot implementation, we realized that we need that we need more providers because sometimes uh, most of them doesn't have the the products or the services because it's a very huge the demand of the participants. So I think that we need to probably in the next time we need to include also these largest enterprises and we and we need to sensitize them also the importance to uh, or the importance of beginning. Um, is, or, or important to explore this, this kind of, of digital payments. And some of them um, have some steps regarding that, but uh, there are no companies in the country that are working with uh, digital money regarding the humanitarian assistance process. So if you could pick just one piece of advice that you want to give someone who tries a cryptocurrency pilot, what would it be? I think that it's important to have a great partners. And I think that we have even um, this language barrier, but I think that it's important to have these, uh, these, these partners. And the other one, I think that it's important to uh, select the providers to give the um, accurate information to them and also to the participants 
uh, in order to have a very good relation uh, among them and in the moment that they deliver the humanitarian assistance. And also I think that it's very important to strengthen the capacities in the technical team in order to explain how the cryptocurrencies um, convert in local currencies uh, during the humanitarian assistance process. Ronald, how about you? If you could give just one piece of advice, what would it be? My advice would be that just do it. Rolling out a new technology solution in the middle of a crisis when you have to move really fast is always a challenge. Is there anything you wish you had done sooner or things people could do as a preparedness action so that when a crisis hits, it would be easier to do a pilot like this? I think that this electronic voucher delivery is an innovative alternative in the context of humanitarian assistance in different countries because on the one hand, um, it allows the participants to choose to cover their, um, in this case, their health needs and social reproductive health needs. And in the other hand, it provides security and access to products and services. And also it is important because uh, it dynamite, uh, this process dynamizes the, lo the, the local economies and we have the chance to, uh, to attend these technolo technology gaps also um, inside the community. So I think we, we have the chance to, um, um, to attend the migrants and refugees, but also to attend these problems that host community are facing regarding the economical crisis that we are facing in the country. Okay, last question. What surprised you the most about this pilot and what you learned? Feedback the participant gave us to the project and to the assistance that they uh, received. When I talked to a group of them, they were really happy with the systems, but not only with the system, but with the method that they that we use in this pilot. So for them, was valuable the security, the easy way of using the card. So I would take that as a surprise. Probably in the in the strategic view, I think that this financing modality in cryptocurrencies turns out to be a mechanism for diversifying effective financial sources, since the implementation of this process has proven to be versatile for providers to access this payment in the country local currency, in this case in US dollars. So I think that in the strategic uh, strategic uh, side is important because it contributes to this. Um, diversifying source that we uh, talk uh, in care and that we need uh, in countries like Ecuador. Any other lessons learned you wanted to share? Probably I want to add that also this kind of pilot allow us to have, a, uh, to have um, uh, data in real time because with the use of this uh, electronic wallet, we have the chance to uh, to see um, in which items the people use the, use the money or use this assistance. And also we have the chance to take decisions um, during the pilot because we have this information in real time. And also we have the information um, regarding the post-monitoring distribution because in the same platform, we ask them uh, some, some questions regarding that. So we can, we can reduce time in the in the in the monitoring also of the process, so I think that is very helpful and is a very good experience regarding the monitoring and, and evaluation process of our humanitarian assistance projects. Yeah, from my side, I would really 
invite all the people that is in the sector to start exploring alternative ways of delivering uh, fundraising and delivering assistance. Well, thank you both so much for your time and your expertise today. It's great to learn from your experience. Thank you so much, Emily, for this opportunity. Thank you so much, Emily, for inviting us.